Welcome, everybody, to another episode of WNBA Nation. My name is Kyle Haywood, and joining me tonight is my good friend, Logan Jones. Logan, I'm glad we could hop on and do this episode together. Yeah, um, this is this is one of those rare, uh, uh, all-encompassing like WNBA news, world news. Uh, it's big, big topic, big episode. Glad we have Kyle's big brain to join us and uh, give us his <laughs> thoughts on it. I appreciate that. Um, we'll just... Uh, just to get this out of the way, obviously this is going to be a very different type of episode. Um, we're not even quite sure exactly what our tone is going to be, and we don't have a whole lot of. We're not going to go through a whole lot of the background. We're not going to talk to you about how you know contact us here. We're we're skipping all that today. We're just going to talk about what's on everybody's minds, and basically be able to express our own excitement and gratitude for the safe return of. Brittany Griner back on the United States soil. We're so happy about this. We're so excited about this. We feel so grateful um, just all across the board. And uh, we're, we're just here to, we don't have a, a, an agenda. We don't have a lot of talking points, but we felt that this was something that we needed to hop on and just talk and, and have a chance for Logan and I, as well as, as Jason and Steve. And, and they weren't able to, uh, to join us, but... We just wanted to hop on and, and just express, first of all, we are so happy for Brittany Griner, for her family, everybody surrounding this situation, that she is that she is home, that she is safe for now and, and, and able to, you know, start to recover, hopefully recover after a very long extended uh, nightmare scenario that none of us uh, can really imagine happening to us. So with that in mind, Logan... Um, I just I, I'm I'm curious to to hear from you. Obviously, this is something that we've alluded to and talked about off and on continually ever you know for almost almost a full year now for you know the better part of ten months. Logan, when you found out, um, you know, when you found out that Brittany Griner was on her way back to the United States, what immediately what type of emotions thoughts came to your mind? Uh. The primary one I would just term relief, um, both because it is a is a positive ending to this story, and because it wasn't guaranteed. Um, I I know we all tried to keep an optimistic outlook over this past year on getting her back, and I know our you know our political leaders assured us like we're you know we're doing everything we can. It's a painstaking process. We're going to get her back, but there's a real. I mean. <laughs> Russia is involved in a lot of, I mean, they're at war with Ukraine. They're involved in a lot of things right now. They don't have to do things that make them look good in the eyes of the world. Um, I don't want to go like all the way into the, the geopolitical situation that Russia's in right now, but they didn't have to like, there's a, there's a universe where they, keep a political prisoner like Brittany Griner for years and years. And we don't see a positive end to this story. Right. And I think acknowledging that that was a real possibility paints uh, everything that's happened this week in a light of like, yes, we will, we will talk about the details of this and like why it's still kind of a discussion and the circumstances involving this political prisoner swap. But I think overall the broad impression that people I hope feel is relief gratitude um maybe 
just <laughs> faith in uh, our our leaders and our government's ability to like do the things necessary to protect people. Um, I realize that that's opening a huge can of worms because a lot of things this country does is in the name of protecting its people. But this is a case where, like I said, I, I was just, I worried that maybe I was being overly optimistic at times because I was like, it's just unthinkable that, that she might have to just like spend a decade in a penal colony in, in Russia. You know, like that's something off of, you know, stranger things, you know, like that's something that's just like not real. Um, but it, it was a real, I mean, it was a real scary thing for, I, I know Brittany Griner's wife and family every day that this was going on, there was not a day that was normal for them. Right. Mm-hmm. And this happened, what, 294? Is that the final count? Like almost 300 days? That's an eternity um, to not know. I mean, picture not knowing what was going to happen to your loved ones for, for that long. Like there's just no getting used to that. So for the sake of her family and for her own personal well-being, um, I, I'm just relieved. That's That's what it comes down to. I agree. Uh, I think that's exactly what came through my mind was just this. I felt this immediate sigh. Um, I felt uh, pretty emotional, uh, just out of sheer gratitude and just so, so grateful and relieved that that she's going to be home. And I'm just, I, I didn't, I, I don't know how to really put into words what that was like. And I'm sure that what I felt was just a sliver of what so many others felt that have been so close to this situation um, all along the way. And, you know, you look at, you look at the importance of what, you know, so, so many things that this story has kind of brought to the forefront and gratitude just for her safe return has been just paramount. I think, um, especially, you know, from, from each of us, there's a lot of questions. So many people have, you know, what were the details? How did this go down? What took so long? Um, why was this, you know, why wasn't this taken care of earlier? Why did it happen now? All kinds of things like that. I do want to give a, a shout out to, there's been so many great articles and journalism that has been done around this that will help answer so many of your questions that, uh, uh there's one in particular that really helped answer a lot of my questions. We have, we just recently tweeted this out just tonight as we're recording this. And so please go check out this article. It's by TJ Quinn um, from ESPN. And it answers so many of the questions surrounding what happened and why why it took place when it did, why the exchange was made between the individuals uh, that, it, that were made, why other individuals weren't part of that exchange. Um, and it just answers so many of those questions that I know a lot of people, a lot of people have. We will touch on that, um, here just a little bit, but obviously this is something that the gratitude for Brittany Griner being able to come home and the immediate attention to other individuals held elsewhere throughout the world, other, you know, U.S. citizens that are in different parts of the world and also being held, um, I think is going to hopefully, hopefully the, the, I guess the, the media that is coming toward Griner and even I'll be honest, even some of that negative media that upsets me. And I know upsets so many of you that are listening, hopefully that attention 
to uh, Brittany and her whole situation will continue to bring attention to all of these other individuals that are being held in other countries throughout the world. And I know that's something that uh, Sherelle Greiner and, you know, this organization that, uh, you know, she started to put together already is something that I I hope that there's a lot more good to come and that Brittany Greiner is just part one of a long list of other individuals that hopefully can return home to their families as well. Um, yeah, thoughts, thoughts on that, Logan, as far as, you know, I, I know what I've shared with you, the, you know, the plans that Brittany Griner and, and sure, well, you know, I think Sherelle Griner speaking on behalf of her and Brittany, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, mentioning that that was going to be a big part of their, uh, of what they wanted to do moving forward. Yeah. This is the ultimate, like cause to stand up for, right? Like now that, now that the Griner families experience this firsthand, they can they can empathize in a way that very few people can with the families of other political prisoners, and this is something that they're going to continue to work on. And, and normally, I am a little skeptical of any sort of like raising awareness. Like there's there's a lot of efforts and and charities involved in like raising awareness, and I feel like that's a little bit of a cop out sometimes. This is something that raising awareness can actually impact. Like the more people are aware of Paul Wellen's situation overseas, the more I think gravity is going to be given to this case. And I, I know right. like the current White House administration is working on it, and um, Cheryl's uh, uh, talked about like this, like kind of the job isn't done. Like I feel for the families of those people who have not been made whole yet. Like this is going to be kind of an ongoing. Uh, if if I mean. Maybe not in the forefront of the sports world, but this is a story that's definitely going to continue to develop. <laughs> right. And I mean, I I think every time you see, I mean, maybe you won't see Griner for a while. I wouldn't put it past. I mean, I mean, I wouldn't blame her at all for staying out of the public eye for a little while. And like, I mean, she's been through something that is harrowing and that and real, and that's it. It feels like something fictional, but it it really happened. And. If if you do see her, it's going to be uh, there. There are so many things that are just going to remind you of like what she's been through. Like the the biggest one is I, I know you read that same story on ESPN. She cut her hair a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um. You know, you haven't seen Griner without the signature dreads in you know since co- like before college. Right. Um, she's had them forever, and the reason why is because she was preparing for a Moscow winter. And mm-hmm. every time she washed her hair, it would stay cold for a long period of time because it takes forever to dry and like risk hypothermia and pneumonia. So she cut her hair and, you know, didn't I, I read that story and there's a part where they said like they moved her to Moscow in the middle of like kind of this final chapter of the exchange and she didn't have her glasses. They didn't know if she was getting fed. Um, yeah. And so there's. I don't know. It's it's hard to really comprehend someone going through that in real life because it feels like something that you'd only ever see in a movie or in an extreme circumstance. But that's exactly what this is. And so I, I guess what I'm saying is like it's it's intriguing to me that her very appearance over the next several years is going to be a reminder of like this whole experience. Like this is obviously something that is going to maybe not define her. And I hope for her sake that it doesn't like define her life, but it is certainly a defining chapter in the story of the WNBA. Absolutely. I think that, um, 
you know, the, the big thing that we want to make absolutely clear is that I hope that everybody who's a fan of Brittany, who's a fan of basketball, who's a fan of just someone coming home that was held unjustly overseas can see that this is, you know, this is, this is about a family reuniting. This is about someone being able to, to come home from a scary and, you know, what, what a potentially dangerous situation. I don't know about all of you, but a Russian prison sounds like one of the places on earth that I would least want to be. And I, I'm just so, so happy and so excited that, that she's back. Um, seeing her smile on the plane ride, there's that, uh, you know, the video where it's a Russian, uh, I guess a journalist maybe, or a, someone that was escorting her on the plane on her way to make the, the exchange was asking her, you know, some questions and, you know, just seeing her be able to say, I'm happy, you know, I'm happy that I'm, I'm on my way home and her smile. That was so relieving to me. That felt so, so nice to be able to just, just see her smile back and to know that she's home, she's safe She's with her family. Um, just, just so excited for that. I want to, I want to mention as well the the impressive response that the Whelan family has had. They obviously are going through their own uh, experience with with Paul Whelan being over there in Russia and having been over there since 2018. For, by all accounts, as as you go through and and you read, and uh, this is mentioned several places, but again, in particular, in that that article by uh, by T.J. Quinn there on ESPN, mentioning that Whelan was never on the table for an exchange of any kind from Russia, and the U.S. has asked multiple times since I, I believe the the not just President Biden but President Trump as well has asked about the exchange, and what what would it take to get Whelan home, and even offering up. Um, Victor Bout for Paul Whelan and was not met with uh, not not met with any response at all that that was that that was a non-starter on their behalf and so as much as everyone I think would want to see both Brittany and and Paul back apparently that was never on the table and never entertained at all and um, basically it came down to do you want you know Brittany for Bout or do you want nothing and uh, we've had Bout here for, you know, 12 years. I'm, I'm sure that, um, he, you know, it sounds like he was being set to be released uh, in like 2029, apparently. And uh, I'm so glad that we decided to make this exchange. Um, he was going to be released eventually. And the fact that we were able to get um, one of these two Americans home and, and Brittany Griner was able to get back because of this um, is just really exciting. And um, obviously our, our thoughts and, and, you know, our, hopefully our efforts continue to move forward along with, with Paul Whelan and, and others, again, others outside of the United States that are being held, you know, for them to hopefully this story brings more and more attention to those cases. And we're going to be able to see some of those move forward and have some of these other people home with their family. Um, right now, it sounds as though uh, Griner is in a, uh, a private facility being attended to or, or will be moved to a private facility, but was going to be staying uh, in an army medical center for some observation as far as nutrition, um, medical treatment, mental health, things like that. Um, Logan, 
as far as as things moving forward for Brittany, I know you and I have discussed this. Um, what if if you could encourage our listeners at this point? If you know, what type of attitude do you think that we should have as far as Brittany's future goes? You know, as far, obviously fans of the WNBA were fans of. We we love we love her as a person. What do you what should our response be in a situation like this? <laughs> um, I think trying to understand what she's been through and her mentality and how difficult it's going to be for her to just readjust being back to a a semi regular life is something that we can't even really like access. Like that's not a shoes that I can put myself in, right? <laughs> like, right. Um, so I think just trying our best to be understanding, like whether, whether we're like, I mean, all of us are sports junkies. We're in here almost every episode. That's, that's the subject matter, right? Like we're talking about how things apply to the world of basketball. This is one of those cases where it's like, it's not really about that. This is, um, maybe this is a weird, uh, parallel to make, but it's almost like Maya Moore's decision. Um, to kind of walk away and be like, my, my life is calling me to something else, obviously ultra different situations, but in the sense that I think as sports fans, sometimes, um, we're not very good at recognizing people's hopes and dreams and feelings outside of the realm of athletics. (laughs) Exactly. And, And this is a case where like, I, I don't know like Brittany Griner probably doesn't even know what she's going to do next because like the last we know of, like she's going to be held uh, somewhere for a little while and like observed to make sure medically she's okay. And then they're going to move her somewhere private so that like mentally she can kind of just rebuild her life. <laughs> um, and so th- that's, I think the best with it that fans of hers can do and, and fans of her as a person, as a player, whatever, is just to hope that there is more chapters of the Brittany Griner story post basketball. Um, because the fact is like, we may never see her on a court again. It wouldn't shock me. And I, I hope that there's other things that she wants to do that she feels capable of doing. I, I wouldn't be shocked at all if, if that includes advocacy for people that have been through similar things that she has now been through. Um, but for the, for the time being, like take some time to rest. I mean, (laughs) think of, think of, uh, going through a bad breakup or getting really sick and how much time it takes you to adjust back to normal. And those are like everyday things, right? Mm -hmm. This is, this is such a different, I mean, her life is changed. Like this is, this is permanent, you know? Yeah. This is, this is a, this is a long-term deal. So I, I apologize for rambling a bit. I just, I'm trying to find a way of saying like, look, we're a basketball podcast. <laughs> the basketball doesn't matter. No, not like, at all. It, like, I, I don't even know what, like, if you ask me straight up, like, do you want her to return to Phoenix and to get back into playing shape and play again? I don't even know if I want that for her. Cause I don't know what she wants. I don't know exactly. if that's something, I don't know if that's the healthiest thing for her. We want so, what's most healthy yeah, for Brittany Renner moving forward. If that's basketball, yeah. fine. If not, okay, we're fine. She will forever. She's forever going to play a role in not just women's basketball, but in so many other elements, um, of of people's lives and so just 
just very, very grateful that she's home and that she's safe. And that's all, that's all we're worried about right now. That's all we care about. Um, you know, this was, this is something that I was reflecting on as you, as we were talking, Logan, um, earlier today about this, as we were planning on, on doing this recording, Brittany Griner is the first, um, player interaction that we had in person like at, at the oh, very beginning our Phoenix, of our, yeah, of our yeah, WNBA, yeah. you know, journey of us becoming a, a part of, of this league and, and getting into this, it was Brittany Griner first. We were in Phoenix checking things out. Um, we happened to meet uh, DT's bun on Twitter that, uh, you know, <laughs> our, our good friend there. And we were, we were out just kind of on the court and Griner was out there doing shoot around and then you know with then diana tarasi came out and they did a a three-point contest with each other and that image of her smiling joking around with dt oh and by the way she actually held her own pretty well um in a three-point contest against dt just in this little shoot around before real warm-up start and so often over the last you know 10 months since february that this that this happened i've had that image in my mind of an interaction that I had with Brittany Griner. And it's, it's, uh, you know, I, I apologize. I'm, I'm, I'm actually, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm having a hard time, uh, not getting emotional about this. And I think that's, that's partially why we, we haven't put this out until now. Um, because the last couple of days of, uh, you know, I feel like my emotions around this have, have been somewhat tender and, uh, Man, just just being able to to recognize that that big happy smiling, you know that big that big smile that she had in that situation, the fun she was having, the competitive nature, and who she was as a person um, outside of basketball is uh, that's changed. And um, I hope nothing more so than for her to be able to have her her mental and physical state healed as much as as possible obviously this is an experience that changes you forever that that will be on your mind but i hope for her sake for her family's sake for for everyone involved that that this can just be something that um she's able to move forward with and and return to as as normal life as possible um, and just, again, we've, we feel like this is about the 10th time I've said this gratitude, just so, so grateful that, that this has happened and that she's, she's back home. Yeah. I really don't have much to add. I hope this isn't too like highfalutin of a, of an episode, but it, it feels like just a necessary, like, right. Like I, I hope that people who listen to the episode can comment and get on our Twitter and, and our TikTok and whatever, and just let us know how they're feeling about all of it. I know there's a lot of different sides to this, um, but I, like, like I said, I don't, I don't have a ton to add. I, I hope, I, I think the basketball of it all is a really interesting story that will be told eventually. I don't think it's really time for that yet. Um, yeah, absolutely. I, you know, cause you know, she could, she could decide that's how I'm going to feel like myself again, or she could decide it's just a game. And, and it's time to walk away. And I think both are completely understandable. So that, that story will be told and there will be time for that. Um, but right now, uh, yeah, I'm, I, I won't say like, I think happy 
is like a weird word to use because it's such a like a terrible situation that <laughs> right right that you wish like never had to be endured in the first place but it's i'm glad that this didn't end with i mean there's there's dark stuff in the world right like there's that the grant wall soccer writer for years and years yes. and years like you've all read his stuff um passing away at a game at the world cup the other day under kind of mysterious circumstances like not to invoke that because it's also a very different situation but like stuff in other superpower countries that don't necessarily agree with certain views on lgbt allyship and stuff of that nature like uh there's there's definitely places where people that look and act like Brittany Griner are not welcome in the world still. Mm-hmm. And she was stuck in one of those places for almost a full year. Uh, and her safe return was not guaranteed. And I'm, I'm glad that it was achievable. Absolutely. Well, I think that uh, I think anything in addition to this uh, would, you know, be categorized as rambling we could we could if if you wanted to uh logan and i have have had conversations for hours regarding this um we'll spare you that listenership uh we won't we won't turn this into a multi-hour episode but from the bottom of our hearts on behalf of everyone uh at WNBA nation um we are excited and grateful that Brittany is home and you know we are just we are just over the moon, relieved, grateful, and excited that she is able to move forward in to the next phase of her life, and uh, just hope nothing but the best for her her continued health and and you know recovery moving forward, um, and also um, again hoping that this continues to bring attention to other uh, you know Americans abroad and and any other situations like this that that uh, we find ourselves in in the world. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you for your continued love and support um, as members of the WNBA family. Um, and perhaps maybe even a couple of you listening in for the first time. This is uh, WNBA is, is such a fantastic community with amazing people. And we are just happy that one of our own is home and safe and, uh, yeah. So thank, thank uh, each of you. Any last thoughts, Logan, before we wrap this up? No, no, that's it. Okay. Well, for WNBA Nation, everyone, I'm Kyle Haywood. I'm Logan Jones. And we got you next time.